Hey guys, welcome to Knox Talks. Uh, my name is Ethan. I'm here with uh, my good buddies Jack and Mark. Hey, hello. Um, this is the podcast where uh, three uh, old college roommates just talk about whatever we find interesting. Um, That's us. That is us. So we will go ahead and get started. Um, our first I guess, segment is Knox News. Knox News. <laughs> okay, so my story here. So didn't have too much time to prepare, so I'm going to read some some quotes from a source. So the headline here, Jurassic Park now basically real as scientists find dinosaur tail in amber. Oh, I saw this story. Okay, so... Yeah, it's a a baby dinosaur tail. And CNN reports, I'm reading this from the AV Club, but uh, apparently there's a CNN article that says that there's a dinosaur tail in, like a a full tail, I guess, in, in amber. It which, was, which means we can the pull... The implications are crazy. We can pull <laughs> jeans from that. It's literally Jurassic and Park. Shirts. We and shirts. Oh, dinosaurs wearing shirts. That's all I can think about. Uh, so basically... So actually, I wanted to couple this also with another story that I read like a couple weeks ago where it said that dinosaurs may not have actually roared, but they could have honked. Oh, I did hear this. <laughs> yeah, I heard that which too. Is you like actually my, may have weirdly told me about this. I, did, I tweeted about it. Twitter, okay. but it's one of my favorite just things to think about. Because I'm just picturing, like, a big-ass, terrifying monster. I think, I think with the question you posed, actually, was, uh, is it more terrifying or less terrifying if I it roars or honks? I think it's and more terrifying if I, it honks. I think it's more terrifying if it roars. I'm just going to Imagine the, like, the crazy, like, weird dichotomy between, like, this big, scary monster and this, like, loud, high-pitched, like, honk noise. You'd be like, what is going on? I think potentially it could, total, like, it could be a great tactic for its hunting, because I think if it honked at me, I would laugh and they would eat me. <laughs> but I don't think I'd be more scared. Okay, let's be real, though. Okay, you're in the... You're in, Jurassic Park jungle right now. Uh-huh. You see a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex, and it makes a honking noise. You think you're gonna go, oh, he's honking. <laughs> no, you're gonna go, oh shit. Well, I it's gonna be terrible regardless. I kind of, I, I don't imagine it to sound like a car horn either. That's you know a great I mean? question. Like, I don't know what kind of honk. I was I picturing like a goose. That was my first. Uh, that's exactly what I was. Thinking. But yeah. gooses like hiss though too. Like they, the, when a goose like honks. Oh, but you're talking about like when they're like flying away, like, like a uh, honk. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. See, I pictured it kind of more. I don't know why this is what my mind went to, but like, did you ever see War of the Worlds? Like when those like the big like bell horns oh, they would yeah, do. That's kind of like, like obviously not to that loud. That would be like, terrifying. Exactly. That's kind of why I think it would be terrifying because I feel it like could it would be like more of like a bellowing honk, which could be kind of spooky. Yeah, I guess so. I don't think it would be like a. I, actually, I just, let's think about it, like, physics-wise, you'd think, like, the larger the animal, the, the lower the pitch deeper, sound yeah. it would be, so, like, a goose is really small, so they'd be like, you know, a little high-pitched, gross, <laughs> dumb sound, Love but a dinosaur effects. could be, like, terrifying, <laughs> honk, roar, okay. combo thing. Okay. It I would could, be pretty scary. In I my s- book, I'm, I'd rather, I well, know what to expect from a dinosaur roaring, you know? Didn't they but talk about this? But from a dinosaur honking. But I don't, because it could be that, or it could still be, I don't know, it could be anything. I hope that the new Jurassic Park movie has them honking. Well, didn't, I thought in Jurassic Park 3, they literally had, like, a whole thing where, like, they had, like, the replica, like, windpipe of a Velociraptor, and they, like, blew into it, and it made, like, this weird, like, like mm. I don't know. Velociraptors have not even close too, to I what I was, too, was, I was but, too focused on her high heels that she was running around in the whole time. No, no, I'm talking about three, not, <laughs> not the most recent one, but I was also very focused on those high heels, too. Uh, wait, can we go back to the genetics and the tail real quick, though? Just, like, yeah. If they can actually get that out and, like, start studying that, that could be, like, crazy implications for the future in terms of, like, what knowledge they can pull from that. And We don't even know, like, what colors dinosaurs are. Like, we have just the fact that we've seen something other than a skeleton is, like... Well, they just brain. discovered preserved dinosaur skin recently, too. Because um, they, they created a replica of what that dinosaur looked like. And it was, like, brown on the top with, like, little spots and then kind of, like, white on the belly. Um, and... 
it was really cute, actually. <laughs> and they said it was the most, uh, like... Cute dinosaur that's ever lived? Well, that also, <laughs> but, like, and that it was the most, like, a uh, realistic model that they've ever made of a dinosaur. Because um, like, they had the actual... Like, color scheming, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, but the, with, what's crazy, too, is if you look at the picture of the um, amber dinosaur tail, it has, like, hair on it. It's like, Ooh, you know, you man. thought it was like, did you see the picture? I haven't even looked at the picture. I literally just saw this headline. Had yeah, this well, it looks like fuzzy. I don't know how much of that is like amber and decay and that kind of stuff. But like, I mean, it looked like it had like barbs coming out of it, like hair. Wow. wow. That's yeah, so crazy. Was, I, I wonder if we could really get to a point where we have like a legitimate like Jurassic Park type situation. I would not go. I don't think it would ever happen. Just, <laughs> just because, because people of, have watched the movies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Like, I think we learned that lesson through Trial, the movie. Tried and true. <laughs> but who knows? We're all a bunch of idiots, so maybe we will do that. That is true. <laughs> we, we are a bunch of idiots. Smart anyway, idiots. Ethan, you want to hop on uh, your new story? Yeah, so I'm going to tackle my new story as a question. And if you all can get this right, we're ending the podcast now. <laughs> so, right. Well, uh, sorry, guys. Who we're is, we're hoping this. we're getting this wrong. <laughs> uh, who had the best-selling CD of 2016? Uh Beyonce? Did that come out this year? Uh, that did come out Lemonade? this year. It was not was Beyonce. Was it like Justin Bieber or some shit? It was not Justin Bieber. Good. Um, it was Mozart. Hey! <laughs> shout out to <laughs> Mozart. selling CD of 2016. <laughs> but there's a catch to this. So the reason that this happened is because Mozart, or the people who I guess produce Mozart's music now, or have rights to his music, I don't know if that's a thing even, but like the people who... There was somebody who created a massive box set that was called Mozart 225, the new complete edition. And it sold more than over 1.25 million copies since it was released over a month ago. That's just Jesus, in one month, right? Wait. But here's the catch. Who's buying this? <laughs> here's the catch. <laughs> this has been around for a while. <laughs> this box set contains 200 CDs. And each one of those CDs so comes it's just so expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's that so was my like $500 a pop or something, probably. <laughs> Mozart's still conning us. Wow, yeah. that's good for hey, him, though. He's a legend. He is a legend. I think I'm going to check him out when he goes on tour this summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, with holograms, anything can happen. <laughs> Hologram, oh, Mozart. <laughs> Hologram Mozart. Hologram Mozart, what would that even look like? I feel like we're, we have a theme of technology here so far. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's my fun story. I just thought that was interesting. Cause that, well, I'm glad that it's guessed. not Justin Bieber. I thought you were going to go like someone like that was like really like bad or something like that. Uh, like, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, don't know I think I'd rather be like Mozart than like any other person, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My Mozart, I mean, he's a... Good artist. I mean, he's one of the OGs. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing all right. He really has stood the test of time. So. He has indeed. Um, but all right, Jack, so what's your story? All right, my story comes from Amazon. This just was announced. The Amazon jungle? This comes straight from the Amazon jungle. <laughs> no, this comes from uh, Amazon.com, where just a couple days ago they announced that they are creating this new store where there will be no credit cards used, there will be no... Uh, cash used, you just pick up what you want off the shelf and you walk out the door. And that it will automatically be charged to your... You have to have the app to walk into the store, but it'll mm. automatically be charged to your app. And this, there, it, the store will be run by artificial intelligence. It, it will know every single thing that's on the shelf, <laughs> so it'll know when it's removed from the shelf, and it will be able to sense and scan when you're leaving the store with a thing, even if you hide it in your pants, in your shirt. And this is also apparently the same technology they're using in self-driving cars. And like they're already this far that this is apparently going to be a thing that's coming down the pipe. Can I just talk about how excited I am, not for that, but for self-driving cars? That's, I think it's going to be amazing. <laughs> you, you can definitely like get some more snooze time. or some Snooze time, time, you can read, you can watch a TV show. Yeah. If you have like just a large 
van and you take out the seats. You can even do push-ups while you're driving to work. We could do this podcast. Exactly. We really could. <laughs> but that being said, what you just told me right there, I like that. I don't know what to think of that. That's honestly. like that's, that's a big step up from like the the little go buttons that they have now. Like yeah, what a what a jump. Well, so is that a pilot program or are they actually? That can't. That's it's got to be years and years in the future. Right? I don't think that it's like this is coming down the pipe. Like this month i right. think it's like a eventual thing but because well, weren't they talking about doing drones did they ever do that that still has to go through a bunch of I, hoops and ladders i, I think, think that this is probably more like i mean obviously this is all, all technology dependent but i think this concept is more likely than drones just because like in order to have x amount of drones in the sky at all times would be such a safety hazard that i just don't think it's ever going to get passed unless we obviously like advance like crazy technology wise but i just think that sense. this is way more likely but i think I think they maybe just put the patent in for it, uh, but um, I think that this is like their idea of the future. And then, like the concept would be just the AI kind of running that the whole store, and there'd be like so turnstiles, jobs. That's well, yeah. that's definitely one thing about it. And also, we'd probably lose humanity because AI would take over. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we lose it all, don't well, do it. Amazon. We'd all have like real cool gifts from Amazon. So. <laughs> but it'd be it'd be like you just like walk in, you want a thing of milk, and you pick it up, and the sh- the shelf knows it's now missing an item, and, and it, it like it tracks your tracks person you. by yeah. your phone. You'd have yeah. to get that really down right because if you had any kind of user error and stuff, and people started getting charged for things they didn't walk out with, and or if stuff, you just like bring your friend's phone or something like someone who takes a phone well, there's a lot of I think it's part phone but it's also part like their visual like sensors oh they have like a oh that's creepy they have like facial recognition facial, yeah, I don't know if it's facial recognition I think it's object recognition like they know you're walking out with a carton of milk or there, like eggs something that's fun is actually but they don't know who's walking in mm-hmm. there's a lot of um they're starting to, so you know, officers are wearing body worn cameras and stuff now. Axon, who's the company who, uh, well, I think it's Taser's the company or whatever, but they're considering doing facial recognition on the body worn cameras. I have no idea how it's going to oh, work. But Wait, like, time out. Is Taser not the name of the item? Is it just the name of the company? I think it's the name of the company. It's kind of like Kleenex. Yeah. What? Or the Xerox. What is that yeah. called then? Yeah. Like an electric a shock shocker. Bu- shock switch guy? <laughs> it's exactly mind. what it's called. It's called an electric shock. That's why guy. they go by Taser. It's a way easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, just the future, man. It's happening. Yeah, and it's speaking crazy. of the future, could uh, we be living in a future that's really fake right now? Ooh, segue into time. our next topic. The so big question. Now that we're done our Knox News, we're going to hop into our main topics of the day where we're going to hit a variety of different topics but starting with uh the fact that people have been theorizing that we might be living in a simulated virtual world or alternate sort of reality and it's all it's fake not. it's all fake and you're listening to our shitty podcast so <laughs> as i say about you yeah. your alternate reality sucks <laughs> this kind of really kicked off earlier in the year where there was a, a big quote from Elon Musk, where he was like talking about how he thinks there's like a only a one in one billion percent chance that we are not living in some sort of uh, how did he phrase it like virtual world or like uh, ultimate, simulation? simulation simulation that's right that the word, yeah. and then uh, there's been other articles talking about how we are like living in a world that's not actually how we perceive it. Which is just like crazy to think about. Well, that aspect of it is way more plausible. I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm open to a lot of these kinds of crazy ideas. Like I could, especially when like the most intelligent people of our world are endorsing them. But like the whole perceptions are not what we really perceive. That's like I absolutely believe. Like every perception is so variable. You know? I've always believed. <clears throat> we're we're now talking about another article that came out, and I'm not really even sure. Who was being interviewed about it? But it was this. It was this. I think it was some sort of academic guy who had done 
some sort of research where he talked all about how who he had done like studies where he would talk about and they were studies like with, with quantum physics and all sorts of stuff and how like they've noticed how like atoms and stuff would only respond or quantum par- quantum particles <laughs> would only respond uh like when you were there so their movement and actions were dependent on someone being present which is not how you would think things work kind of goes back to the if a tree, uh, tree falls in the woods, woods does, yeah. does it the answer is no, according to quantum physics. And according to quantum physics, it's not. And so he would do things where he would say, like, your perception of how things are is just, like, how your body has trained you to be. And, like, I've, and to a sense, I've always believed that, like, I say this shirt that I'm wearing is blue. And, like, you all agree with me that it's blue, but, like, your version of blue might not be what my version of blue is. And we it have might no not way even to... Be, it might not even be your blue is my red. It could be just a completely... <laughs> unfathomable color that is not part of your reality exactly yeah Yeah. i mean people are colorblind this is like a thing that already exists in this world you know people already have different perceptions of colors yeah no that's very true why why is it that hard to believe that there could be other variable yeah and like and like one of the things he was trying to say was that like uh people believe that like evolution came from uh like us like learning like the the survival of the fittest would go further but he's he was like really di- it was really confusing to follow to be honest because he is just a super smart dude but his he was basically positing that like if I see a snake on the ground yeah. it might which is the worst thing that could happen because snakes are the worst <laughs> nothing worse like that could it might not really be a snake it's my brain that has been uh, like taught through years and years and years of evolution that something negative is below me and if I interact with it, a negative consequence could happen. Yeah. So, like, it's not even necessarily that it could be a snake or you see a snake is looking different. It's just, like, it's a fake world that your body puts up in order to keep you alive. And we've all developed to the point where we all have similar Exactly. And so we're the, the people that live on longer uh, from evolution, the people that their mind can trick them into seeing a world that best suits them surviving and so, just uh just for anyone listening um the article is called the case against reality and it's written by amanda gefter and the guy that she interviews is donald d hoffman who is a professor of cognitive science at the university of california Irvine. so just to, thank you to, for to that, put some context yes. there yeah to bring it back to the the initial subject then that we're all living in a simulation how wild is it that all of that that we just discussed could all just be like Someone created it, like a right. robot, like a, a yeah. That's a computer. Obviously, these two things are talking about our reality, but they are vastly different concepts. He talks mm-hmm. about how our mind is tricking us, and then Elon Musk's uh, like statement is that like someone has created the world that we live in, and that it's all fictitious, and like it was virtually created or whatever. Well, the which line are two different things. The tri- the line of thinking that Elon Musk had, yeah, they're very different, but kind of also in the same yeah same vein ballpark, absolutely. But uh, Elon Musk's vein of thinking was kind of. Uh, at least when I watched the interview of him, was that as virtual reality, like video games, the first video game that came out was Pong, which was, you know, two blocks and a little ball going back and forth, right? And now we have very lifelike, you know, virtual reality. We have, you know, Call of Duty, which is very lifelike in a lot of senses. You know, uh, the faces that we see on video games are so real and they're only getting better. So with that, you know, I forgot what he referred to it as, but with that trajectory of constant improvement, um, there's no reason why we won't continue at a rate where we will eventually get to a simulation that is uh, undiscernible from real life. And that's right. what he was talking about in the sense that, and I mean, that's like, I don't necessarily buy that, but like, that does make sense. At some point, we mm-hmm. will get to a point, like if we keep up with this trajectory, that we will get to a point where simulations are going to be so lifelike 
that it will be, you know, you won't be able to discern that from reality. But at the same time, and he mentioned this too, like the only thing that would stop that is like a catastrophic like human event or whatever. But I do think there is a ceiling to that, even without a, and that, that's just my opinion. I think there's a ceiling to progress on that end where, and I, that ceiling might be something that is very close to reality, but I don't, I think there's always going to be some kind of way to tell. And I don't necessarily know if I have a reason for that, but I just kind of, that's my, my thought process. Well, we'll certainly see soon with like, we talked, we touched on this on one of our earlier podcasts. Uh, we talked about virtual reality and like, I think that was almost a year ago at this point we talked about that, but uh, now it's like really hitting the gaming world, but it's going to be used for plenty of other things. And like they're saying things like we could be sitting, we could all have our virtual reality thing, we could put on our headset or whatever it ends up being. And we, the three of us sitting here, Ethan, myself, and Mark, could all be sitting in different states or continents, and then we would seem like we were all in a room together. And like, like you said, like will that be something where like oh, it's we like can clear the Jedi Temple Ex- exactly like the Jedi, <laughs> Jedi Council? Let's go. And like, will we be able to tell like oh, we are in this thing, or will it just seem like we're sitting here recording this podcast? I mean, the thing is, if you can make a an avatar for yourself that's as like life as lifelike as yourself, and you're in that you know some immersive world, there really is no difference. If you can, if the technology can get to the point where. All of your movements are the movements that you are perceiving. You know, it comes back to the perception, you know, it's all what you're seeing. So if we can get it to the point where it's picture perfect, like everything is 100% as good as it's ever going to get technologically, like, I think it's totally plausible. I mean, I think if we're in a simulation, there would have to be another level of like, we're like, like connecting to the matrix, like something's going in our necks and we're like literally in it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't think... Technology moves exponentially, so I don't think like. Couldn't we just put on a headset and then just it seems like we're sitting in this same room that we're sitting in right now? It would make podcasting a lot easier. It would, (laughs) would but but then like you think you'd be able to take off the headset if you were in another reality or something, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I'm thinking like virtual reality where they have the camera and your movements track with the movements that you're seeing in the camera. Uh, I see what you're saying. That's the level of virtual reality we have here, but there has to be that next step up where it's something that's like. Truly, like, so the heart of your body immersive. or something. Yeah. Yeah, like well, I mean, in. that's always been the theory with, like, singularity, where, like, eventually we're going to just, like, become one with with the technology or the whatever. Network. And by that, they're just going to eat us all, basically. I just, Robots. Like, re- like, realistically, though, like, if, like, say in, like, five years they come out with a thing that say, like... Because obviously we had, like, the the glasses, like the Google Glass and stuff, were which like tanked though. Which I know it yeah. tanked or whatever because good it was idea like, just didn't deliver the concept. I think right because yeah, it was always something like up or whatever. But like say like in five years they come up with a thing and they're like, uh, if you like put this chip like in your ear, like you'll be able to get like your phone calls and your music and like oh, it's just a matter your task, of time. your texts yeah. all like. I mean, they already have that serving the purpose of of like visual or, or auditory assistance. You know. Well, they have contact cameras now too. Like you can put a contact in your eye that is a camera or whatever that like has a very small microchip and can record what you're seeing and stuff. So that's already something they're doing. That's like, crazy. Actually, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. So it was I well. I then. Don't take my word for it because I saw it. It was a headline, and I didn't read the whole article. So <laughs> I will say that I don't know for sure that that is the case, but I have seen stories about that around. So yeah. take that but with a like, grain of salt. If it doesn't exist now, I'm sure it's not fine. Like, do you right, think yeah. like that's going to be something where it's going to be like as con- like obviously when it first starts out, it'll probably be super expensive and it won't be that common. But like, do you think it's going to get to the point where it's as common as having a cell phone? Yeah. Like in order to live your life, 100%. like just just like when we were kids, like uh, like cell phones were the thing that like. At least for my family, like uh, they were the things that like 
you kept in your car in case of emergency, like beneath mm-hmm. the thing, and you kept it charged. And now it's yeah. everything that we can't do. Well, five it used minutes to be the without. size of a brick, too. But I mean, you look at just the way technology's been going in general. Twenty years ago, people would look at what we have today and be like, "What the fuck? These wizards are like <laughs> insane. No like, this, is, this is nonsense." Like we we've, we've already come so far in such little time. Like computers have only been around for like 30 years like if you look at the the it's closer to 40 isn't it but well probably 40 maybe even like 50. i mean it's yeah. been around for like yeah. not not no time but like <laughs> in the scale of human history like yeah it is a completely new area that's like very very still in its early stages i mean we're absolutely i think we're living like to to what you just said we are living like in a science fiction novel of like we're living in like an, an industrial like, revolution but it, with technology it really right. is crazy like, because like we are actually like very oddly suited to observe this because we are people that were young when technology wasn't as prevalent but we remember so we, we can still we can we can still remember like the not as prevalent nature of it but we then grew up with it as we like went along i mean i still remember floppy disk games yeah like being a thing Calculator you know I mean? games. the thing is like cds aren't even like a thing anymore like they're kind of waning cds out now everything's kind of too yeah mm-hmm. the blu-ray and the, well blu-rays i guess it's all digital coming up but yeah like it's all digital. Everything's digital. I mean, there. The what? When's the last time you bought a CD of music? You know what I mean? Never. Like, exactly. Not in like probably eight years. It's yeah. crazy. But the thing that's crazy to me, especially about, uh, like, I know they've kind of figured out CDs more because you kind of just like have your library on your like computer or phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like with DVDs, like I feel like you always can like buy it from like a like a place, but then like it's often like like you can digitally download something but it's often like hooked to the place you do digitally download it from unfortunately like mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like with with yeah. CDs if you download or sorry if with like songs you download an album or whatever and you can have that MP4 you can have file, that file yeah. but with like I had a digital download copy of uh, The Force Awakens when it came out or whatever but it's tied to my iTunes like I can't watch it without iTunes it's not yeah. like yours forever it's exactly. like it's a part of iTunes which yeah. is not the best which and I, I'm gonna come off as probably super pretentious or like an asshole but like that's why I like got really into like vinyl music oh, what an ass <laughs> I have a record player and it's pretty great you know I can only vinyl is the best medium for music no, but like it's true like I, I love I, I mean I'm like a music junkie so I have like thousands and thousands of songs on my iPod and iTunes and all that but like there's so there's something to be said about the physical touch and like having it truly in your possession is so much more substantial than it just existing well, in a cloud. It's like a collector's I don't item too, though. Like it's kind of like a collection. No, I agree with it. Uh, yeah, yeah it becomes it's that much like, more valuable to me because it's it's tangible. Its, like you yeah. actually have something you can touch and look at and stuff too. It adds a different dimension to and the artwork's the blown up way bigger. Yeah, and you really I, appreciate I, I guess it more. I, I said I don't really feel that way, but I guess I do because like I'm not You're as such big, a millennial. <laughs> I'm not as big into music as like especially Mark and and even as much as Ethan mm-hmm. or whatever. But like I still like to buy DVDs, mm-hmm. which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, and like because I like to be able to put them in at any time. I don't want to be t- tied to like have to watch it on like Netflix or like right. on my computer. Or, or, I need internet or, access. Or, need internet access exactly. So like I I do still do that. So I guess I to a sense I can understand it, but mm-hmm. I do it more for practical reasons than I like the touch of the DVD. <laughs> Yeah, at least I'm not one of the people that actually thinks it sounds better on vinyl because that's like it's not true. It's uh, Vinyls are great though. Fuck the haters. <laughs> fuck the haters. But, but I mean, to I guess bring it full circle back to kind of what we were talking about. Um, I guess because we kind of touched on the whole simulation thing and just kind of well, we're living in the future now. You know what I mean? Like if you think about it, honestly, I do feel like 
aside from flying cars, just about everything that was in science fiction back in the day, we now can do, or is at least tangible. Even flying cars is like a tangible thought for us. It's not mm. an unrealistic thing that flying we can cars accomplish. Flying cars are just airplanes. Kind flying cars, well, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> but not like, like magnet trains and stuff like that, you know, trains that are hovering, like, you know, those, those are things that, like, there's not really anything that's in science fiction now that's, like, beyond the realm of possibility yes, where we are is. today. Like what? Like uh, like the Death Star or like in Star Trek when okay. they beam me up, Sky? Okay. We can't do either of those you're, things. Okay. I love you rephrase. <laughs> you said there's nothing in You're right, you're right. I guess I'm thinking of like the Jetsons, honestly. I wasn't thinking of Star Wars. <laughs> the Jetsons are pretty like, far off the, to what we have, too. They're like they robot robots, robots who like have yeah. conversations I never watched you. the Jetsons. I was more of a Flint Stewart's guy. But basically what I'm saying is I think you... You get the purpose of what I'm saying. It's like we're, we're kind of, we are there where these things don't see, like obviously the Death Star can't work for multiple reasons and stuff and beaming people, yeah. right, <laughs> beaming people, you know, through time and space can't really, you know, happen. But I'm saying like as far as like flying cars, um, you know, which just, we don't have. which, but we could though is what I'm saying. Like it's something that people are like working on, like cars that are run. Are people on. working on like straight up flying cars right now? Like I'm sure Elon, Elon Musk is definitely doing, doing like a little. He's already doing his jetpack project and everything. He did say he's giving billions of dollars a year to determine if we live in an artificial simulation. So but he probably has enough time and money for <laughs> exactly. some fair. Yeah. But I think we'll probably so focus on the self-driving cars first, probably. Oh, I just we're I already want like those there, to happen. We're not there there. We truly are. I mean, there are self-driving cars that exist in, like, California. I was reading an article, though, about, like, the different, like, variants of the self-driving cars like we're at like phase one driving cars where you still have to be an active participant yeah you have to be like ha- in case of something happens exactly break or but like I, I eventually we're gonna be at a place where like phase two or three driving self-driving cars where literally we just pile in and we hit the go button and it goes kind of thing imagine how amazing it would be to not have traffic anymore yeah that's the thing is it would uh. I, I was just talking about this the other day it would cut down on traffic you could also like people would actually feel way more free in my opinion to probably live where they want to live because like now, like, you can turn, like, that two-hour commute it's a work. into, it's a work. into yeah. work time. You could turn it into time. relax Leisure, time. Yeah. You could turn it into food time. You could turn it into, uh, what did you say, sleep time? Sleep time. Sleep time. I drive an hour, and, uh, an hour there, an hour back to work every day. If I could get an extra hour of sleep every day, I'd be fucking yeah, I would. If I could not ride on the fucking metro, yeah. Yeah. my life would be so much I, better. And I live really close to my job. I drive about 15, 20 minutes to my job, but I would... But then I also like travel a lot on the weekends to go see other people or whatever. I would live a lot closer to the things I want to be closer to, and then just like sleep in the car on my way to work, kind yeah, of thing. It would save so 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 much time. Yeah. But uh, just like in general, with the getting back to like if we live in a simulation type of thing, like mm. I just don't like I understand that like it could be plausible, but like like who who would like want to play? Like, it, are we, like, positing that it's a game? Like, someone, like, someone's playing The Sims, but it's us? No. Because, like, my, that's like who, my view of the world, okay, this is... If a I was just going to say, like, who would want to play a game where the three of us are sitting and podcasting? <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. What are you talking about? I think the only explanation would be... Well, not the only explanation, but the most plausible in my mind is, like, people came up with this as a way to kind of, like, live forever, you know? Like, well, you're going to die, plug yourself into the simulation, and then... You get eighty more years. It's just you just do it again. One. Have you guys watched Black Mirror? No, no but well, I watched a couple episodes, but I haven't uh, gotten to one if they discuss that. But that—that's absolutely what I. And I think that's not that unrealistic. I really wish you guys had seen this episode because it's one of my favorites, and it's so it's great. It's a great show, first of all, to everyone who's listening. But it ties so well into this. So does actually a lot of it. But I know. I know. I guess you guys haven't seen a lot of it, but you guys should really get on that. Yeah, no, I, I need to. Um, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Mark. No, I mean, in, in terms of plugging yourself into 
uh, like a world. I guess that could be the case. It could be one of those things where their society was so like advanced that they created like artificial life, and it and it like lives in this little container, and we're now expanding within that container. I mean, just like there's an episode of Rick and Morty. I don't know if either of you watched that show where they keep just making new civilizations. Yeah, within because they made a they made a civilization that they believe that their actions of work was like running on a treadmill is like necessary for their world, but really it's just power. It's like a power source. Mm -hmm. And so, but then someone within that world becomes so smart that they come up with that idea themselves. And then they create a little box. Infinite loop. And it was just an infinite loop of like someone within the newly created world becoming smart enough to create that world himself. And it's just like, that's that's what we could be in. Time is a flat circle. But Uh, I mean, I think to me, it's like, I wouldn't see it so much of a game necessarily um, as like, so, like, I kind of look at it like this. So, like, we all watched Westworld. Um, no, you no, we didn't. But the, the, the general least... concept of it is you know that there are <gasps> robots. What? <laughs> okay. I just, I'm making sure that that is common knowledge. You know, not, you know that there is Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is also in it. Um, but, like, so there are robots. So there's people who go to this park to escape from their reality because their reality is essentially perfect or whatever. And they go to this to have, like, the thrill of, you know, the Western, you know, Wild West or whatever. The way I look at it is it's not too far off from why we buy into TV shows based on real, Escapism. normal situations. You know what I mean? Like, we watched Friday Night Lights, which is based on normal, real-world problems in a small town, which aren't all that different from things that we all have experienced on our own, but we plug into that world because it's an escape from ours, even if it is similar. At least two of the three of us plug into that world. Yeah, one of us is an ass. <laughs> Listen to his vinyls in the other fucking room while we're all on these. On these, my vinyls. <laughs> Plug me into that old record player, and I'm good. But uh, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like kind of like even though it is not different from us, and it's not like thrilling in the sense of like this is something we would not normally experience. It is still something we buy into. You know what I mean? Like these real world problems. And so to answer to offer your thought about why would somebody play a game where it's just the three guys, you know, listening to a podcast. I kind of look at it as that way too. You know what I mean? Like it might not. Obviously, there's no drama here necessarily, but like there's no there's oh, not there's that drama. factor. There, <laughs> well, that we know of, I guess, <laughs> that I'm aware of. But um, I don't know. I kind of I think that life can get to a certain point where you know you want to plug into something that is real but just different, and you know what I mean. That's I think what that simulation would be essentially yeah. or the purpose of that simulation. I don't want to get like super philosophical, but like. I think... Oh, we're I, there already. We are there. I mean, we, yeah, I guess we've been doing that for about 20 minutes or so. But, like, life is just escapism, in my opinion. You know, like, everything we do is kind of to just, like... I don't know. It's kind of a... Maybe it's a cynical way to look at it, but I think most of our life revolves around, like, finding things that we can kind of like distract ourselves from. Because no one wants to, like, really... I mean, and you do sometimes, I guess, but it can be really terrible to just sit with your thoughts, you know? It's good. People need outlets, you know? That's why people go to drugs, you know, when yeah, they're on hard I, times. That's why TV and movies are so popular, you know? So I, I love, like, sitting with my, thought, my thoughts, but also I totally admit, know what you're saying. Like, sometimes you just want to, like... Like, a lot of things you do, like watch TV, watch movies, or music, are all just things that take you out of your present state and take you to thinking about something else or whatever. Exactly. But it's like the... Even if like, it's normal. Exactly. Right? And, like, when I ever... I'm a big show, TV show watcher, and so, like, one time... You're, you're the big show. I'm the, the big show. <laughs> when I... Uh, well, I mean, she is literally the big show. We forgot to mention when we started this podcast, yes, our, our roommate Jack is actually the big show wrestler. <laughs> you know, that's me. But, uh, but like, when, if I'm watching a television show and I finish it up, like, and there's, like, like the series finale, not just, like, a season finale, like, oftentimes, like, I'll feel like, 
my friends have left me. <laughs> like, like, like I've hung out with these people for like hours and hours and hours by right. watching their lives, and now they're gone from. <laughs> and it's sad. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> right, exactly. But that's the thing. Like, that's him. my whole point. Is like you have real friends and li- and like life and stuff like that. But at the same also, time, also that sounded so sad. Yeah. My life is not that. No, sad. guys. For the record, the Big Show has friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Big um, Show is a very popular recurring <laughs> character on the wrestling television. <laughs> But uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, you have real friends in your real life that obviously you enjoy. You're here now, you know, with us and stuff like that. But, like, you still buy into this world of, you know, alternate reality, essentially, even if it is based on reality and stuff, you know, that of, like, a group of fictional characters and fictional friends that you kind of almost become emotionally attached to as an escape or whatever, even though you have that in your real life. And I think that's what the purpose of simulations are. Because, like Mark said, I mean, it's all an escapist, I guess, kind of mindset. You know what I mean? We're all constantly trying to put ourselves into new situations and, you know, like just to keep ourselves busy and, you know, experience new things in, in, in the 21st century, it's just easy. Now you don't have to leave your couch to actually experience a whole new world. Now you can just sit in front of a television and, you know, get this whole new experience and causes you to like feel all these different emotions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. And I just thought about something. If we do create like artificial intelligence in a virtual world, like we actually get to a point where we literally create a virtual world that's like indistinguishable from ours, like, is there a chance that, like, television starts to become us just watching the real-life events of happening in a dig- in a virtual world that we created? Like, if I'd we create, if yeah. we, create, if so we like, create some sort of, like, consciousness in virtual world that's, like, set from ours that you can just, like, peer in and watch, like, do, does television start to become, like, live feeds? Twist question. If we're currently living in a simulation, are people watching us right now? Oh, they're having a Hello great viewers. time. If Hello anyone's viewers. tuned into the Jack, Mark, and Ethan channel, hey. <laughs> it's a great one. But, like, seriously, wouldn't that be nuts if we just, like, our television just started to be live feeds of this world that we created ourselves? But so the issue with that is, so if it... Yeah, that, that would be nuts, Mark says, but it's Mark, not right here. If that... No, <laughs> I agree. That would be nuts. <laughs> and I just wanted to point. That was just for you, Jack. That wasn't for the listeners. <laughs> If this is an infinite loop, like we talked about or whatever, so like somebody's watching us, we're watching somebody else, this, that, and the other, right? We all have cognitive thoughts and, you know, whatever. So if somebody like is watching us, we all have consciousness. Where does morality play into like when we're dealing with, like when people in our simulation, I guess per se, are dealing with some really real heartbreaking shit, you know what I mean? And there's somebody who created this simulation and is just watching it. Like morally, like I feel like it's kind of like, actually, I can't talk about that. Never mind. Mark hasn't seen Westworld, but like it. Uh, well, isn't that just like cop shows though? Like true crime, we already do that with, uh, with real life. You know, that's also, true. No, it, that is true. And but if I'm there's nothing like, we can personally do, then how can you really feel morally? But like, don't you feel like when you see if, it would depend if they're choosing our actions or their bystanders, and that, that can't stop it. That's fair. Yeah, if like if we create this, but no, but they would still be getting entertainment off of other people's pain and misery and stuff yeah, like that, which I guess right we do. Yeah. No, we do that too. I mean, we listen to music, which is almost all heartbreak and stuff like that. And we listen, yeah, like, so I and guess shows, that. our favorite characters die, Yeah, but like, no, so I guess that's right. I don't know. Watch Game like, of Thrones, Ethan. I know, it's so traumatizing, but like, I don't know, I just feel like at some point there, there's not, there's not obviously a hard line of like, more like, like right what's okay and stuff like that, but like if I'm watching, let's say, put it this way, if there's a news channel filming, you know, Syrian uh, like bombings and stuff like that. I don't feel good or entertained watching that, and a lot of times I try and avoid it. And the only time I do watch it is to expose myself to a very real situation that's going on in this world, so that I can like think of ways to help. You know so what I mean? So you watch Saving Private Ryan? Okay, it's, I think it's, you're you're making this comparison that's a little bit different because you're comparing it to shows that we know are fictional, whereas like I see what you're saying. I if it's like saying. the news or if it's like the podcast serial, where literally people's lives, existing people's lives are at stake, 
I completely understand where Ethan's coming from. I, I agree 100% with, like, there are times where I have to turn off a TV show if it's, like, if they're, like, here's the grisly death of something, you know, like, the news can push it a little too far where they're showing certain things. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch that. But, right, right. but there's going to be okay, limits to everything, you know, like, if that exists in the future, like a simulation, you don't necessarily have to engage in, like, the... the if someone's, like, dying in the simulation, you can be like, okay, that's kind of fucked up, right? But yeah. you don't... You could, like, watch, like, the cool parts where it's, like, positive stories. Or, you know, there's there's so much range of human emotion that there's, it's not only going to be the shitty things that you... Like, if there are shitty parts, you can just turn away still. You know, I think it's, it's just an extension of what we already have in our existence, so... No, I, I definitely agree. And so here's a question, then. If we are in a simulation, do we actually have control over our actions, or is it, like written for us already. I think it would get back to depending on whether, like, we were, like, co like we were coded a certain way or, like, we we are people that are, like, our own consciousness living within a virtual world kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we are our own consciousness that was created, then we have our control over our own actions. But if we were written to perform certain functions, then we don't. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That... that gets a little bit too like I, I have a hard time even really fathoming if like we're just on like a track you know right but I I mean that's also that's like, assuming that's, that everything's linear too. and then that's that's right. like Which, not to get like super like like religious or anything but like some people this whole conversation could just be like a yeah, religious I was about to say yeah. we've been having this about technology and virtual worlds and simulations but then like some people believe that like you're predestined to do something based on fate or religion, or or like astronomy, or whatever that someone believes mm -hmm. in. So this conversation is almost applicable to almost everything. It's, yeah. it's, I think it truly is. I think that's also a great case for the simulation because everyone has this innate feeling, or most people do. Most religious people absolutely do. Like that. Oh, someone created us. We exist from something. Like right. I'm not super religious, but I believe that something probably made us exist. And if that's just like someone like hit a switch and like started reality. I look to that person as like technically the god mm -hmm. of our existence, you know. Right. And I think that's totally pos possible. I think the biggest case they were living in a in a simulated world is that uh, like the pyramids, like that's so incredible. That they exist. <laughs> well, not when you have slave labor. No, <laughs> so, well, I, I I know, but like yeah. it's like it's incredibly amazing that that thing was created. In also, a like Machu Picchu, like all the seven yeah, wonders, that's like, that shit that just yeah. doesn't happen. But again, that, like, you'd think my thing with those things is it's it. incredible that those happen and we look at them as, like, human feats. And, like, to avoid trying to sound too, like, social justice on this, I mean, they were a human atrocities that were able to allow those kinds of things to exist. You know what I mean? Like, the massive amounts of, like, it basically, if we had the same standards now as we did then about how we are allowed to treat people and stuff like that, and given our standards aren't fantastic right now, but, like, <laughs> I, we, we would be able to continue, like you know, building things like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. The Great Wall of China, slave labor. You know what I mean? They, you had, like, the uh, the pyramids, slave labor. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that you had one person who had a vision yeah. and treated Unbridled a bunch power. of... Exactly. Un exactly. Unrivaled power is a great way of putting it. Like, to have that amount of power, yes, humankind can We could create. do that stuff now without slave labor, though. You could do it with technology. Well, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, things are changed slaves. a lot now and stuff. But, like, I get what you're I saying. I didn't want to go down this path. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. that... No, I hear that. Those are... Amazing. I, I think we, and terrible things all at once. Well, I, don't I actually want to. I'm curious though, because like you mentioned that that being a reason for a simulation. What's your reasoning behind that? Though? I just think it, like aliens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aliens are just the dudes that it like, all comes really back to our, our previous existence. Yeah, but I mean, we I'm could probably go on and on on this forever. But I guess we should hop to some of our other topics for today. Yeah, that's true. Well, 
So, oh, I had a good segue, so I'm going to throw it in now, not totally ruining the segue, which I'm doing right now by explaining <laughs> it. But, so, we're all just escaping from reality, so let's go to one of our favorite escapes, escapes, uh, sports. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. Yeah, segue. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> it so, was going to be way better like five to ten minutes ago, but I wanted to still say I'm it. trying to figure out in my head how. <laughs> You're talking about escapism. Well, okay, no, I, so I like we, uh, the NFL season's wrapping up, and the cool thing is that all of our teams are in, in, the, mix. in the mix for it's playoffs. Two and, of our teams uh, should not be. I'll put that out there right now. No, the Ravens should not be. Okay, yeah, the yeah. number number one ranked defense in the league, my son. They're, they're, they're actually, <laughs> is that true? Actually, actually they're, they're my playing. son. Is that true though? That is yes, true. That's I didn't true. know that. They're great, but their offense is horrible. Did you watch last game? Okay, okay last let's, game. Let's get, yeah. it's the thing I have to well, just about the Ravens, and I'm I'm slightly rationalizing because my Patriots are playing them this Monday, so I gotta big like game. I a I'm a little bit nervous about it, but like is their it offense. Monday? I thought it was Sunday. It's Monday. It's Monday. Oh. Their offense. Is playing the Ravens' offense is playing better after last week, and we do got to remember that Joe Flacco. Well, that was did, one week though. I'm, can you let me finish or not? No. <laughs> and Joe Flacco did get injured last season, and it does take a long time to come back from that injury. And Des Pitta is also like still on his track back, and they're now starting to click a little bit more. Do I think their offense is like terrifying? No, but their defense is, and I think that they could still fight to get in the playoffs. That being said, they do have the hardest <laughs> schedule remaining. And yeah. the Steelers are right on their heels, so there's a chance that they don't make it. And they their early wins were some baloney wins. Well, and we also we blew it, like because we lost a couple games that we absolutely should not have lost. You know, like the the Ravens. If we don't make the postseason, I'm not going to be that upset just because we did it to ourselves. But we are absolutely a significantly better team than we were like six weeks ago. Like our defense is fantastic. Our offense. It was just one week, but we finally had the game where we all came together. And, you know, Joe Flacco looked great. So if we can keep that going at all, we can compete in every single one of the last four games. So I agree in this because I watched the last game and like I mean they looked good, like they were clicking on offense and stuff like that. But to me, like that's just a game. You know what I mean? They're like, not a team you, that scares you going forward, right? Consistently, they have not shown that. You know no, what I mean? Totally and so like, believe me, like I, they're the AFC. I don't really care about you know how well the Ravens do, but like I just think, in my opinion, and I'm not saying this being a dick, I think that is one of the worst divisions in football right now and i You're such a dick i just i don't i don't think that by saying that they're at the top of that division is saying much about their skill as a team honestly speaking of a really bad division those falcons are really struggling right now they think. are man <laughs> that's why this is probably why i'm so aggressive right now is because i fucking hate football like i am so over it like the fact that we lost by one point last week was over. you guys lost to kansas city yeah the because of the two-point conversion that's interception crazy. oh my god that's a tragedy it's just it upsets me because that is like that is the Falcons. The fact is we have like the best one of the best offenses in the league. I in my opinion the best, but I think it's like third or something like that right now. And that's great, but our defense is terrible and to the Ravens credit too also like they might have a great defense, but you need to be able to play both sides of the ball. And that like shows so well with the um, Falcons. I mean Matt Ryan after these two picks is no longer an MVP candidate uh, is what I was reading, but like before that like was killing it. You know, as far also, as um, Julio's hurt, so that's tough. Yeah, Julio's hurt. My fancy um, Tevin Coleman is still like wasn't what he was in the first couple of weeks. What, or has Devontae Freeman done anything this year? He's had a good season. Yeah, he's had a pretty yeah, good season. Okay. It's not not the it's more season. it's more pass catching than running, which is why he's not getting talked about in the the mm-hmm. likes of like David Johnson or Zeke. Zeke, yeah, Zeke. That's another. Story, but man. That's but like I, I think the Falcons are in some serious trouble of repeating last year where they start off so hot. I know the, the, it happens. Aren't they tied with Tampa Bay right now? Yeah, no, no, I think no. they are. Mm-mm. Tampa Bay like has two. a winning record, though. There's no way to tell. It's not like we have it's, it's, yeah. computers no, in our pockets. La- when I last looked, um, we were we were up. And also, we beat Tampa Bay 
Well, they beat us the first time, actually, so... Tampa Bay does play New Orleans twice, though, so they probably can win those in this last couple Although weeks. Yeah, yeah but in division games, games you can never tell, though. I also... Uh, we clearly haven't talked about the Patriots at all, but I could tell... Yeah, you we know, don't need yeah, okay. them, but I'm very excited. Uh, I obviously don't think our team is quite as good this year as it has been in past years. I don't think there's a really huge no, down team. We in, are tied, sorry. In, yeah, and the NFL overall, but... I agree. And obviously Gronk going down for the years big and Brady being hurt. I think people but, are making a, a big fuss about Gronk and I guess Edelman's hurt for the time being, like saying, oh, that's going to be so detrimental, but... Your offense has never been the kind of offense that really gets that screwed over by a loss of like a, a, just Tom a core the, player. The because Tom Brady and because your offensive schemes are just so money that most other players, if they're competent, can at least fill those schemes. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's a lot. Well, Gronk is fantastic, though. So I think I think that there. missing Gronk is huge. <laughs> More so, not even because of his raw talent, just because of the game planning that has to go into covering him. Because he's a player that's on the field. He he draws the attention. Like even if we're not getting in the ball, he's draw he's drawing double coverage. And if he's not, then he's probably catching it for a, a big game or whatever. So like, even if our offense in in schematically and probably maybe numbers wise might be able to survive, especially because we have Bennett and just Tom is great, and we have our receivers are really coming on like Malcolm Mitchell. Like I think that you lose that person that on the week leading up to their game, everyone is fretting about how the, to cover. And that's yeah. a huge loss. The game plan's going to change plan. dramatically. Yeah. 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 That's true. But it's really exciting to see down the stretch, like I said, uh, Ravens and mm-hmm. Patriots play on Monday. It's, so we'll, It's always great when the Ravens and Patriots play, and I'm super excited. I'll be, probably send you a few mean texts at some point, Jack. I'm sure I will return <laughs> the favor right back to you. Wait, and, Jack, don't you have uh, Monday Night Raw? Oh, oh, you're not, not going to watch the game. I oh, I yeah, forgot I about this. What would you do without me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in another sport that we all enjoy is uh, our uh, college basketball, which is really starting to kick Woo! up into gear. Our Terps. Uh, Terp talk. We are doing all right so far. <laughs> yeah, this is a little Terp talk early. We normally save for the end, but we got we just figured we'd lump it in with the rest of the sports. Yeah. Um, we're going to the I'm, game tomorrow. You guys sound a little pessimistic. I'm not as pessimistic as you guys. We're nine and one, right? Yeah, we've lost one. one game. But the my thing is, I'm not. I Level wouldn't say I'm pessimistic. I would say that <laughs> I think we have a. I think we have a lot of talent, but we have a long way to go until that talent is realized. I agree. And I my thing is with us is even the games we've won. How many like one point games have we had this season? Tell like, that to Miller Tremble because he did the exact same thing last year. The only reason I'm not totally worried right now is because yeah. literally the exact same thing is happening where we had so many close games before we got to Big yeah, Ten. Yeah, but these play. are no, well, not not, yeah, not, not as many yeah. comeback wins, but games yeah. that the other team has like made it like a two point game with like a minute to go. Or something. That actually is that, true. Up right up until we had played. Michigan State last year, we yeah. had won every game that was in within four points, and we had won like we were like five and zero oh or something. And Melo Tremble, I, I saw a stat like a game or two ago, so it might be different, but it was, he's like twenty five and four in like six point games or something. Like yeah. Melo Tremble has that extra gear that he kicks it into Which is, at the end of the game. I will say, Ethan, like you're right, it does slightly concern me that we're playing close games against not great competition. Although I do think mentally it helps us later in the season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also I'm the reason I'm a little bit down is just because. I think some of our best players are our youngest players, which is encouraging for the future, but also like hard going forward. And I think some of our people that I thought like going into the season, like Jared Nickens or, or Deion Wiley mm-hmm. and even Dodd, like I thought that like obviously Dodd's not gonna have a huge impact, but I was expecting those three to be able to play substantial minutes and make mm-hmm. impacts. Nickens is like barely playing. Dion is good, but he's 
he's still got he's, so much wasted he, potential right now. He needs to like yeah, he, D- he needs to put it all together. Dion is shooting well, but he still mm-hmm. I think is like he missed a whole year of development because mm-hmm. of his injury, and that that's big. And Dodd is just like looks mm-hmm. so lost out there right Dodd now. Dodd started off the season really great, but he's been he's yeah. Been, and like Chikovsky is good on offense, but Chikovsky is like a hole on defense. And I just think like. It's great that our young players are getting so much run and that they're so good, like uh, Cowan and Herter mm-hmm. and uh, and Justin Jackson. But like at the same time, like I think that like it's going to be a lot to put on their shoulders, and it's really like nerve wracking that we can't even really count on mm-hmm. the quote unquote veteran guys, other than Mello, obviously. Yeah, Mello's yeah, Mello's he's guy. the rock. But no, I, I agree. I, I I'm not nearly as excited about this year as I was. I mean, I'm excited, but I'm not as high on our team as I was last year. But well, that's I hard. Think we were the preseason number three team last that's true. year. We were, yeah. we were number one, I thought, with like the We were in like one of the polls. I think, I think there were multiple polls, and I think yeah. one, we were one, one, yeah. we were three. In like the early, early poll, I think we were number one. Yeah. I Honestly, I no, I think, yeah, you're right. I think it was the early, like the early, early one by ESPN or whatever. But um, honestly, at the end of this season, if we can creep back in the top 25, I'd be very satisfied. Even if we're like, yeah. at, even if we don't break 20, I'd be very satisfied. And if we can win at least one tournament game, if we can make it to the tournament, one tournament game, I would chalk that off as a season that I didn't expect. I, I think a disappointing season would be not making the tournament. Yeah. And I think that yep. making the tournament is a good goal. And then if being able to, once you get in, anything can really happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited well, I, about the, that. Another thing that I'm excited about is because we have these talented freshmen, we I feel like we have the makeup of one of those exciting teams to watch down the stretch who can just kind of Exactly. Hit it all at once and go on a nice run, you know. Yeah, like, like the 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 mm-hmm. skill in close games that our team and specifically Mello has been able to show so far is like the perfect thing you need in March. Mm-hmm. And like like it's I can see I can literally just like envision it now. Like oh, like number six Maryland is playing great against like number four whoever because they're it's close down the stretch or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and like that's the type of stuff that. Could happen if we get it. We just got to get there first. Right, for sure. Nine and one's a good start, though. It is. A, it's not yeah, a bad start. One of the best starts we've probably had. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think we. Yeah, I think you might be right. Well, we still have a lot of season left to see. So, hopefully, we continue at our current record. Yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> nice final thoughts, man. <laughs> just trying to, you know, getting on the Segway train. Should um, we hop in? Right, wait, 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 real quick. Continuing Turp Talk, are we going to make a bowl game, do you think, the football we did. team? We did, did we? make a bowl did game. Did they announce yeah. it already? Yeah, yeah. Who are we playing? Uh, we're playing BC. Yeah! <laughs> in Detroit. Oh. <laughs> Remember the last <laughs> BC game we saw? Oh, I do. That was the one of the... stiff arm from hell. From Andre Williams, <laughs> oh, stiff arm. Uh, yeah. Uh, our boy, William Likely. When I close my eyes, I went, can like, still see he that. He just went five feet flying in the air. It, it was is something so I will literally vivid. never forget. <laughs> but yeah, we're, so we're playing Boston College, who not very good and I think we're favored to win but it's just like a really low tier bowl game yeah it's but, one of the lowest yeah. I assumed that would be the case I was I wouldn't have been shocked if we didn't get a ball though well, I, we, I think everyone I think what happened this year is that uh, they didn't because you need six wins to be bowl eligible mm-hmm. there weren't enough six win teams this year to be bowl really? eligible so they, they actually, couldn't fill all the bowls so they pulled because there's like 75 now and so like yeah. and they pulled some five win teams um, the <laughs> I just I think it's ridiculous that we're in a bowl because there was a three week period where we scored like one touchdown. Well, to be fair, that three week period we did play Michigan, Ohio State, and Nebraska who were all top ten teams. <laughs> we all, we played Penn State, who was also a top ten team, and didn't get beat by fifty. Like that's just yeah. that's bad. You yeah. know what I mean? That we did just, play Penn State pretty early, and they closed the season better than they started. They, that's right? definitely true, but I mean, got a ways to go. My point still stands. I mean, two fifty point games. You know, like that's yeah. that's really not good. I don't I don't care as much about college football. I've, I've kind of come to the decision where I don't really like. I don't. I think there's so much football in general, and I just 
are more drawn to the NFL, and I actually don't really like college football because, like, I just feel like the same good teams are there every year just because, like, they're recruiting and They stuff. just recruit, and they get better, and it's like they never lose that good player. Like, Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama have been in the playoffs every single year that it's been a thing. Mm-hmm. And just, like, it's not interesting to me. Like, I, I, we have friends who have go to some of those big schools, and I feel very happy for them when they get to be excited, but it's, like, it'd be, it's just, like, It'd be like if the NCAA tournament, the number one seed, won every single year, which right. is which is why I love the college basketball so much more because right. that tends not to happen. Which no, which is not around. really college football's fault though, because you need to have that time in between games, so you yeah. can't have it as exciting of a postseason because it's not going to be as as many games. I'm also know. not going to lie; I think I'm just falling off on football a little bit in general, Agreed. like as a sport. I just I still love it, and I still watch it, and I believe me, like I love, and I'm with you on that. I don't care about college near as much as I care about NFL, but like just as a sport, like football was like my pinnacle sport for such a long time and now it is definitely basketball um and football is still number two because i don't really care about baseball as much and you know hockey i just i'm not into yet i mean if i maybe spent some time and read up on it like i could get with that but i don't know i just i like football less and less and i still really do like watching professional football but i have noticed that this year there are very few games that aren't patriots games that i've watched this year yeah Uh, or some ravens games because uh I've watched them with my girlfriend, who's a Ravens fan. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, there are very few games that I will like be like, oh, it's this and this team. I'm gonna have to make sure I carve out some time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just because I've been busy or it's just like I'm not as interested. But I have I have fallen off a tab. But I still I lo- still love the NFL, and I really just I've come to the, like the realization that I don't love college uh, football for the reasons I said, where it's just like. Oh, it's the same teams every year in that fourteen playoff. And you're right about the the way it was formed and the reason for the small amount of playoffs. But it's just like, even if it was a bigger playoff, we'd still get down to like Alabama versus Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that's probably still true. That's true. Um, well, should we jump into our lists? I think we should jump into our lists. All right. And uh, as our loyal listeners know, this is the part of the program. <laughs> the loyal listeners, <laughs> loyal all listeners. four of you, uh, that might be giving us too much credit. <laughs> is where we jump into our list. We usually uh, we'll pick one big list that we have discussed beforehand. Where we'll have a top five, uh, and then we'll all break down really quick our top five of that list, and we'll discuss it out, and then we'll move into our quick hit lists, uh, as Mark likes to call quick them. Quick as hits. Mark likes to call them, and then we'll uh, surprise our fellow co-hosts with lists on the fly and have them uh, come up with those answers. So we'll jump into our list, and our list topic for today is, Mark? The list topic of the day <laughs> is movie villains. Favorite vil- movie villains of all Top time. Top five favorites. So this is personal favorite. Doesn't necessarily mean, like, the most badass villain or anything. It's pretty subjective. Yes. So, does anyone want to start with number five? All right. My number five is... The coach from the first Mighty Ducks movie. Yes. When he said the coach, I was like, I hope it's Mighty Ducks. I hope it's Mighty Ducks. Which is a movie that I love. And he's just such a jerk. <laughs> and, like, him and the whole, uh, his rivalry with uh, Bombay, just, like, Gordon Bombay, just, like... Uh, he's, like, an evil dude. He's just, he's just like, ma- they made him so villainous. And I think you could almost make the case that the, the Iceland uh, head coach in the second Mighty Ducks is probably more villainous than this guy. Because... But he was just like he treated his players so badly, and I, I don't know. I just like he, that's a movie that I love, and he just always comes across as such a villain for me. So he's my number five. No, that's a good answer. Um, for mine, uh, and I, my full disclaimer, if I think if I had uh, thought about this list a little bit more in depth um, prior to just like before the podcast, I think it would be very different. Um, mm-hmm. But okay. uh, no, this my, is your only thing; it'll be held to you forever. <laughs> don't hold me to it. <laughs> no, it um, so my number five is John Doe from Seven. 
Um, I thought that's, I have him on my list as well. Yeah, that's a little higher. That's I mean just he's it's it's that's a great movie and he's terrifying. What's in the box? What's oh my gosh! I'll be honest, the, most, the ending of that movie like is still hard for me to grasp. Like it like leaves yeah. such a it left such a bad taste in my mouth that it's like hard for me to like want to go back to that movie. Seven yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched it with Ethan actually for yeah. the first time and uh, and I, I do as much as I love it. I think I've probably only watched it. And I own it. I think I've only watched it twice just because it is it's so, so hard. It yeah. is. It really is. But I think he just is such a fantastic villain. I'm sorry to step on your thumbs. No, no, no. He's no, my no. number three. I'll say that right now. Yeah, so yeah. for probably for the same reasons as you. I mean, it's just like such a well-thought-out story and not in like a good way. But like <laughs> that's why it's a villain and not a happy story. But anyway, so that's number five. All right, so I'll jump in with my number five, which is from a movie called American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Have you guys okay. seen that? Yes. Yeah. So Patrick Bateman, the main character, we watched Christian that Bale. together, Bar. I think we did. Yeah, so <laughs> we have seen it. I can, I know for sure. <laughs> but it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's such an interesting uh, villain. He's not really like a villain in the normal sense. He's like an anti-hero, I guess. But he's like a serial killer throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So you're not supposed to like that guy. But Christian Bateman does such a Christian Bale does such a good time. Good, <laughs> I'm falling all over the place. <laughs> he's great in it as at portraying this character. He's like just the weirdest guy and has such interesting quirks about him and can just turn on craziness in like a second. And I don't want to spoil the ending, but like that twist at the ending is one of like the biggest mind fucks I've ever had watching a movie. And it totally changes the way you look at the character. And I think that's probably why he's on the list because of that ending of the movie. Like yeah. One of the best endings I've ever I, seen for a movie. I thought about him, but I've only seen that movie once, so I was less likely to put that on, but that's a great pick. Jack, you want to jump in? All right, my number four is another movie that from another movie that I love a lot and uh, it's still a little bit off the beaten path. I don't know if you think about this right away, but uh, my number four is Scar from The Lion King. Ah, good. No, I'm with it. I'm with it. He, he just... Nostalgic, I love, yeah. I love that movie, Nostalgic, mm-hmm. and like of my childhood, he was one of the two main villains of my childhood. I mean, he was the worst. Yeah, he, like, he really just murdered his brother, yeah. spoiler alert, and uh, <laughs> no, and then took over the kingdom and, subj- and uh, destroyed everything and subjected the other lionesses to such harsh treatment and just like... Not cool, man. And I just all. think uh, very little. Cool, I, I really man. like him as a as a villain. That's and a my my uh, my parents used to always tell me that when I was like really really little and would watch the movie that Scar was my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of concerned. They were like, "What is this saying Say about, about our child? child? I want to be just like Scar." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Scar's my number four. Um, yeah, that's a good number four. My number four um, is Tyler Durden from uh, Fight Club because mm. I just think that. It's like, I, first of all, I love Fight Club. I think it's one of the better movies I've ever seen. And also, I just think it's very much like a man versus self type of story. Um, and I think that the fact that Tyler Durden, for those who, at this point, you should have Spoilers. seen Fight Club, so I'm going to give a spoiler. If you have not watched Fight Club, skip ahead a minute. If yeah. you have not watched Fight Club, watch Fight Club right now. Just pause this. <laughs> and, and then come, come back. back. And yeah. come back, yeah. Well, basically, the fact is that like uh, Tyler Durden and the narrator are the same person. And the fact that, like, the narrator is, like, a polar opposite of Tyler Durden, so it's this image of what he wants himself to be, and, like, that whole, like, dynamic between the two of them, um, I just think it's awesome. And the fact that, like... Brad was really good at that role. Who? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah, I agree, absolutely. And I think, well, and Edward Norton is great, too. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's just overall a great movie, and I thought just, like, the concepts behind it, where it's kind of like you're in this battle against a version of yourself, essentially. Um, and Maybe so, a simulation of yourself. May- <laughs> <laughs> One might say... <laughs> Both of your last picks, I was very close to putting on my list, so I improve. Um, My number four is Anton Chigurh. I I thought that was going to be higher for you. Yeah, I did too. I really thought that was going to be higher I love him, but in terms, I mean, he's he's one of the best villains, but he's not like, 
I don't know. I'll, I'll, I, can I finally watched that movie, by the way. It was, Thoughts? It was, in, I mean, it was good. I could still see I could see why you really, really, really liked so. it. No, and I liked it, but it's just like, to me. I didn't like it, but I can see why you would like it. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fuck me. I'll just go over here with the vinyls. Um, no, it's, I, I, I thought it was a good movie. I didn't understand, and maybe we can talk about this after the podcast. It's like, a complicated movie. It, I didn't understand it all the first time no, I watched it. Why was Tommy to... Lee Jones in the movie? Oh, well, like we, can, we can get into this later. nothing to do with anything. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so disagree. But okay, whatever. Anyway, we'll get into so, it. So, Anton Chigurh is just like a really, really badass, uh, well, I don't want to call him badass, that sounds kind of, I'm not, I'm not endorsing what he's done, <laughs> but there's a theme on my list, it's a lot of like crazy serial killer villains, I'll just give that uh-huh. my head, but uh, he, he just, he's like one of like the most like sinister evil people he like he's like basically like darkness embodied mm-hmm. yeah embodified <laughs> embodied, embodied. <laughs> <laughs> we're making up words now <laughs> darkness embodified no he's uh he's just with the with the uh the like cow pump or the something cow like thing. thing that he uses that just like instantly kills people yeah. he's yeah he's just like terrifying and like indestructible seemingly yeah great villain yeah good good choice I knew that was gonna be on your list of course um, I already talked about my number three it was Kevin Spacey from seven okay. uh, so we can hop on to Ethan's number three my number three is Agent Smith from the Matrix mm. I think maybe because I was thinking Matrix at the time I was like <laughs> but no I also think he's a great villain like I think just the concept of a computer program being a villain who does that doesn't really have consciousness but has motive I thought it's kind of like a cool thing or whatever and how he acts like a works like a virus but he is like in a human form essentially while in the matrix and stuff i just thought that was like really cool and also just the mr anderson it's just <laughs> awesome <laughs> good choice yeah. good choice number three is i got a little two for here because it's the same movie so i'm giving them equal credit here it's it's hannibal lecter and buffalo bill from sounds of the Lambs. yes great picks i i, was, I almost had hannibal lecter on my yeah. list, but i did yeah so hannibal lecter is the obvious choice i think because he's so memorable in that movie but <laughs> yeah, the, the fava beans. Um, I'll never eat fava beans again. Buffalo Bill, though, is also just the biggest creep ever, and, yep. and the whole. Is he the one who makes the skin lamps and stuff? Yeah, yeah and yeah. the the it puts the lotion on the skin. He has the yeah. girl in the well, and mm-hmm. that whole that that's such like an image that's like ingrained in my mind, like the girl in the well, and like him doing that gross thing where he puts his his wing in between his legs and. He, like, <laughs> does his lips with lipstick he's just like such a creepy dude yeah like Hannibal Lecter is like the cool psychological villain but Buffalo right. Bill's like the what the fuck villain yeah it's a great point I like the little twofer there bonus uh, alright my number two speaking of twofers uh, it's not a twofer but it's just number two <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is uh, is uh, I could not put this person on the list it's uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker uh, for my number two yep. and I just think that that role I love that movie. I've said that about almost every of these movies on this list, but <laughs> yeah. uh, but I love that movie, and I think that he really is the best part of that movie and that series, Heath Ledger as the Joker, and I just think it was an incredibly amazing performance, and I just think he, like, that, like, psychotic chaos, like, nature of him and just is just a crazy, makes a great villain, and I think it was really good. I agree. Yeah, um, that's so that's my number one, actually, is the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, thought it would yeah. be... 
I purposely didn't put him on my list because like we're all gonna have him on the list yeah, for sure because he's top. He's like one or two for, I, for sure. I, I thought about not putting him on the list because I thought we'd all be the same on that, but I, I could not. I, yeah, I could totally not. Fair. Right. Yeah. No. And for all the aforementioned reasons, I I agree with you. I think he did a I great job. I think your number two might be down my number one. I think so, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jack and I are the same person. Um, I'm also Big Show, um, <laughs> but the yeah Darth Vader because. I mean, just Star Wars is great, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause, yeah, <laughs> I, what, uh, what more could be said about yeah. Darth Vader as a villain? I, I just think that he is the best movie villain of all time. Like, I don't think... He kind of is that iconic movie villain. I mean, like, how many yeah. movie villains have been based off of him? You know he's what I mean? he's like, wearing all black. He is the bad guy. And, like, I just think that he was such a fundamentally important part of, like, movies going forward. Like, he one was... One of the first villains. Yeah, he's, like, an, such an archetype for villains in... In that type of role, and obviously we live in like a te- like especially a television age and slightly a movie age where like anti heroes mm-hmm. are like the main thing, and obviously Darth Vader has an arc as starting as this intimidating guy who walks into a spaceship and well, let's and, be real, starting as Anakin. No, I don't want to start. I don't want to start there. <laughs> but he starts the first time you see him on screen, he walks into a uh, spaceship, force chokes someone out, and then by the end, he's <coughs> saving the day essentially by throwing the Emperor spoiler over into the the chasm and killing him and i just think that like he is so important for movie history and 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 obviously we've dropped a few star wars like references throughout this pod and i clearly love star wars rogue one rogue one coming up soon very excited for that um sorry mark uh, or ethan uh, well, you had yeah, the same number Darth one, Vader, Darth Vader. Joker, so yes. it's kind of the same. Thing. So, <laughs> so you know. I, uh, I'll go with my number two and then number one pretty quick. I thought um, it was Buffalo Bill and oh no, that no, was three. Oh, okay, you put them both. That, together. That was a two for. Oh, got that <laughs> two no, for three. I'm following now. Yeah, okay. I, I cheated. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you did really fuck up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I hope you'll forgive me. Um, number two for me is Pennywise the Clown. Um, mostly, Whoa. I'm not from it. From the movie, the, it. I've never seen remaking it. You didn't even know you were making a pun. <laughs> <what you> did. <laughs> no, did you mean to do that? <laughs> I did not mean to do that. Pennywise the Clown, I saw... Okay, so a little backstory. This is the main reason why he's this high on the list for me. I saw the movie It when I was a six-year-old child. Oh. And it fucked me up good. Like, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. That will mess you up a lot. I, like... I couldn't even, like, stay in the room. I, like, was, like... I'm sure I, like, was crying and, like, running around. <laughs> like, I, it would, like... It literally started me on a, a life of, like being terrified of all clowns. Luckily, I've worked through some of that stuff, so I'm on was a better tough, spot now. Was this your tough for you? With this the clowns? Was, <laughs> it's very tough. No, I don't, I'm not actually scared of clowns anymore, which That's is great. Good. So fuck you, Pennywise. <laughs> but um, he's he's truly terrifying. I mean, clowns are terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, so that's number two. Clowns are terrifying. What's your number one number since we one already hit our one and two? Is, uh, Lil Zay from City of God. Oh, that is such a good answer. I didn't even think of him. Favorite movie of all time, which I'm sure I've mentioned on this podcast. I've never seen and that before. He's oh, just like such a crazy, horrible person. Like you start, he starts, the movie spans it's so many sickening. years. Yeah. And the intro to this kid you have, well, this character who becomes an adult, but he starts out as a kid. And one of your first things you see him doing is killing an entire hotel full of people while they're him and like his friends are supposed to just like rob them and he goes back into the hotel as like a seven year old, eight year old and murders everyone like in cold blood, like smiling and laughing at it. So you know this guy's like super twisted from the get go and he only gets more and more crazy as he gets more and more power and wow. it's it's a, it's an incredible performance and a great villain. And wow. Jack definitely watch it if you can I definitely yeah, I'll have to check really it good. out. Well that wraps up our big list of uh greatest uh, movie villains of all time or favorite movie villains of all time and now we're going to move into our quick hit lists and uh, who wants to start 
Uh, I'll start just because mine, I don't like it and I want to get it out of the way. Oh, <laughs> so man. Don't tell our viewers it's, that. It's, it's really like a bad <laughs> list now that I think about it. But I, I said, <laughs> you know, it's real terrible. Uh, musical instruments based on like sound, like not not like playing, but like sound. Sounds you best yeah, like, like to what, hear. What, like sounds you like to hear in music. Like the yeah. nicest sound, <laughs> sounds. sounding instrument. Guys, I really did this on a whim, man. I'm not going to lie. All right. That's fair. So run down yours real quick and then we'll run down ours. <laughs> okay. Well, I said piano and then I said. Uh, is, that, is that your number five? Or your number no, that's my number one to shoot i went the wrong way but yeah i said piano is number one just because i don't know i think it it's very versatile and sounds awesome like even when you have like a like a rock song with piano in it i feel like it kind of adds like a very different dimension to it so i really like that um mm -hmm. number two is guitar just because it's literally in everything essentially mm -hmm. that you listen to now and um yeah i mean i just think the sound is great drums because I feel like drums. Can, <laughs> this is a terrible. <laughs> drums. I also like drums. They're drums. I said. <laughs> I said the banjo is number four, okay. just because I like Mumford and Sons, and they have a banjo, and trumpet was number five because I needed a wind instrument in there somewhere. <laughs> it's actually a brass instrument. As, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fuck that list. What do you guys got? Um. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll go. I don't know why I went. I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> Number five, I've got, I threw in saxophone. I like there are a couple songs that are. If it didn't have a saxophone, it wouldn't be an incredible song. Like, uh, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> there's, there's some really good songs that are only really good because they have cool saxophone solos and shit like that. So I'm really a big fan. I'm gonna give a shout out to the cello. I bet no one has cello on you. I don't. I like the sweet dulcet tones of a cello. Sweet dulcet tones. <laughs> Thank you for uh, giving that analysis. <laughs> um, number three is drums. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number three, too. Hell yeah, oh drum buddies. Um, for all the aforementioned reasons, I guess. Number two is piano. Uh, number one is guitar, because I play the guitar. It's, uh, it's good. That's all right. <laughs> my number five is guitar, because... Yep. <laughs> Four is drums. I missed the mark on three being my drums. Three is piano. And then... Two is trumpet, a brass instrument, <laughs> and one is saxophone. So you're not the nice. only one giving love okay. to the saxophone. I just think uh, I really do, especially if I'm listening to like more like rock type music or whatever. I do enjoy music with horns in it a lot, and so I, I like the trumpet and the saxophone. To bring it back to some seriousness. And uh, that being said, I will never be on this podcast again. <laughs> we're phasing so, you out. We're moving on. We'll have a third, a new guest in the future. Uh, all right, I'll hop into my quick hit list. Uh, my, I love board games, so this is my... Oh, uh, I almost did top five board games. Oh, well, that's what I'm doing, so get ready. So mine's uh, top five board games of all time. And so my number five is a game called The Amazing Game. And um, it's a game I used to always play as a child with, like, my family or whatever. And it's, like, I think it's from uh, Germany. And it's, like, it's just basically a board where, like, it's, a, it's, an, it's like a labyrinth. And, like, the pieces move, and you have to work through the labyrinth in order to find like like pieces that like are on your cards that you uh like your goals are to find these certain objects within the maze but the maze moves as turns go on so it's really hard to navigate it's very fun it has some strategy to it number four is a game that i recently started getting into is called the resistance uh and it's all about like psychologically like thinking about how like one person uh, will trick other people in order to get their desired result within the game. It's very fun. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's a very good game. Uh, number three is categories. I just think that's a go-to that I've, I play a lot. It's very fun to just come up with uh, different ones. Uh, number two is Catan. 
Uh, I love that game a lot. It's very fun. Settlers and, of? Settlers of Catan, yes. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And uh, number one is Pictionary, and that's uh, that's a game that I've played with like my family, like in my extended family at like at gatherings, forever. And it's just a game that I love a ton, and I think it can be played in almost every scenario because it's just a, a fun, good old time. Hits <laughs> <laughs> it right where you like to get it. Hits it, huh? exactly where I like to get it. Yep. I'll jump in with my top five here. We have some a few similar ones. Number five is Monopoly. Mm. Uh, it's like. I feel like that's the board game people most think of when you think of like classic board games. It's yeah. just like a good all-around board game yeah, even though it can result in not great I've never games. really enjoyed Monopoly before the last. I, I enjoy, like, I don't, sometimes I don't enjoy it when I'm playing it, but it's like, I, I like the idea of it, you know? I don't that's know. That's fair. I don't it know. It is like the archetypal board game, I think. Yeah. Um, number four is uh, Life. Did you guys ever play like, the Game of Life? Yeah, I played the Game of Life. It's that a good a, one. That was one of my probably biggest like childhood games. Oh, yeah? I that a lot as a nice. family. So that holds a special place for me. And then speaking of that, number three, I don't even know what this game is called. I have no idea if it still exists in my mom's house or not. But it's like some weird game where you were like, it was like a fantasy map and you had to like use cards to like get around the map and collect like keys from like seven different areas and you had to get like at least half of the keys so you could go into the center this part of the game. sounds like Legend of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> it was really dope. I don't remember, like, anything substantial about it, but I remember that was just, like, one of my favorite games to play when I was a kid. Great. Everyone will go look that up. <laughs> Google search exactly what I just said. And then number two is Pictionary. For all Jack's reasons, it's a fantastic game. I you like played drawing. that game with my family, too? I have. <laughs> Actually, you probably have. Yeah. I've played with your family. I definitely have, yeah. uh, Number one is categories. Uh, just like the idea of that game. It's fun coming up with things. Yep. 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 Uh, my number five is uh, categories because uh, I like coming up with things also. And uh, my number four is uh, Monopoly. Because uh, I, I do think it is that I haven't played it in years, but I, I think it's kind of like that classic board game. It's like when I think board game, I also think Monopoly, and so mm -hmm. that's kind of why it's on there. Uh, number three is Resistance, which Jack talked about. Um, that game is just very fun because I love how little there is as far as like. Um, yeah, it's almost not even game. a board yeah, it's game. It's not even yeah. not even game almost, it's but not it's really all pieces. It's all like how you interact with the people in the room. You know, what yeah, I mean? Mark, and, you haven't played it yet, but you, we definitely have to play. It. You will love that game. It's Let's really it. a good time. Um, and so I really like Resistance just because of that focus on you know your interaction, the mental with aspect, exactly. Um, Catan because I think that's one of just the most fun games ever. I, I enjoyed mm -hmm. Catan. I, that's probably the game I played the most, I think. You won last time we played, unfortunately. That was the first time I ever won. Wow. I was, I was so on a winning streak until we played that. Yeah, so I was, very I was so happy. Um, and then, no, that's the second time I won. Ever. No, that was the first time. Then I won again when I played with my roommates. I'm on a winning streak right now. I've got two wins. <laughs> Let's go. Um, and then uh, Cranium, just because I feel like oh. that like, adds a whole bunch of different fun things, of fun games into one thing. Yeah, sure. I, uh, it's like games that make you use clay. Yeah. Like <laughs> Are there others? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, no, yeah, that's true. I, I want to give a shout out to Risk, which I totally forgot about, which I really do enjoy as well. I, yeah, Risk that was good. the one thing that I, was, I thought of after I made the video. Yeah, me too. Same videos. thing. So, all right. That was right. my list. Best board games. Uh, so, Mark, you're up. I'll hit you with my top five. That's going to be Flavors of Potato Chips. Uh, I know what your number one is. <laughs> you probably do, yeah. So, I'll start friends. with number five. <laughs> number five. It could probably be interchangeable. So the first thing I thought of was kind of random. Salt and pepper chips. You guys mm, have I have had. I have. Had They're good. They're yeah. like, if you're in that mood for it, it's like a really good tasting chip. Mm -hmm. It doesn't taste like just like, here's some salt and pepper on chip. It's got like an interesting flavor somehow. That combo is like, not what you'd expect. 
Um, number four is malt vinegar chips. Yeah. And this oh, is this God. is different because I have another style of vinegar higher up on the oh list, but gosh. I'm a big fan of the malt vinegar chip. If you know me, you know I like vinegar way too much. <laughs> um, number three, I'm giving a shout out to plain chips because you can't sleep on the original. Uh, yeah. Number two is salt and vinegar, but specifically the Lay's brand salt and vinegar chips. Because yeah. the Utz brand doesn't quite do it for me. The mm. Lay's brand... I don't like salt and vinegar chips. I don't know if it, you're wrong. You're not wrong, but you're wrong for not liking it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lay's, it, it's gotta be Lay's, in my opinion. I don't know if it's just like the packaging sells me on it or not. But yeah. No, but I, I agree. Like, I think, well, obviously... I do prefer Lay's chips to Utz chips. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, and then number one is Carolina-style barbecue because it's the fucking best. Yeah, if you haven't had Carolina-style barbecue because you're like, why would I ever get Carolina-style barbecue because it just sounds weird, do yourself a favor and get some Carolina-style It really chips. is good. They're so it, good. I don't know if I've ever had it. you got to do it, man. I'll, yeah. I, They're all-time the, the only issue with Carolina-style barbecue chips is sometimes you'll get a chip that doesn't have any of the actual flavoring on it. Yeah, it's just it's like kind of lightly chip. applied, but if you yeah. get one with, with like all the good stuff, it's, it's, it's real good. <laughs> got a nice spice to it. It's great. Um, that was all five? That's all five. That's the, in Carolina barbecue was number one, right? Okay, okay. gotcha. So my number five is, uh, original, because I just like original chips sometimes. No flavor, mm -hmm. nothing. I just, I need an original chip every once in a while. My number uh, four is barbecue chips. Maybe we'll be changed to Carolina barbecue after yeah, this higher. experience. Um, number three, I was thinking like nacho cheese, like Doritos. Um, mm. I don't know if that's really what you were going with. Okay, well, that's with, a corn chip, so I get, well, I, we, you it said potato chips. I did say potato, but I'll get So let me change it then. Wait, uh, what did you say? Nacho cheese. I was thinking like, like Doritos, Doritos, but uh, that is a corn chip. Um, I what's it? Ruffles has a chip that's like cheddar cheese or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really So good. I'll change it to that. Um, and then sour cream and onion. Ruffles. Mm. I love Ruffles. Ridges. Yeah, really? Ridges. I'm, it's, I'm a texture guy. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then uh, crab chips. I love oh, that. Growing up, like, and when we'd go to the pool or whatever, and you'd buy like the crab chips from the snack bar and stuff. It was like, just, like Old Bay. Old, like, it, I don't know what the season yeah, was. Yeah, it's, it's but Old Bay called, and okay. some other stuff. I think. Okay. But it's just yeah, the Uts crab. They were called like yeah, Uts crab chips. Or For some reason, I thought they were just called Old Bay chips. Old Bay chips. Maybe they are uh, crab chips. Well, that's my number five. Actually, it's okay. like that. That I thought they were called like Old Bay chips, but I guess mm -hmm. they're crab chips or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm just gonna also preface <laughs> this that <laughs> I really. Just only really like plain chips. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that's gonna be my number one spoiler alert. But uh, actually, it's not. But um, number so <laughs> that, number, that so it wasn't a spoiler. Alert. <laughs> number so number five was like the old bay crab chips. Number four is pickle chips. I just had oh, them recently. Really they are so good because like I feel like a lot of times you like go get a burger and they'll be the pickle and then you'll have chips instead of fries or whatever and like sometimes like the pickle soups into the, the plain mm, chips yeah, and it tastes so good. Sounds... But then you're just getting that. In it all together, they're so good. Like, I really do like them. Number three is Carolina Barbecue, which uh, Mark Woo. turned me on to. It's really good. Uh, number two. Is that Lay's? Yeah. Okay. Number two would be like regular plain chips, which oh, no. are just fantastic. And number yes. one is kettle chips, which are oh. really just the best kind of chip around. But those are also just plain chips, though. Yeah, but they're kettled. So yeah. that's why I differentiate them. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. But it's really just plain chips or my one and two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> plain chips are great. You, chips are great. How do you feel about a baked chip? I don't know. Oh, actually, I love baked chips. Have yeah. you never had a baked chip? I don't think so. You never had those, like, you Lay's? Like, they're, like, really, like, Because it's an original chip, but it's, like, an interesting texture. And 
I don't know what you're talking about. You gotta check them out. It's also a little healthier too because there's less oil and stuff. Um, They have baked my own like tortilla chips before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you can buy like a baked brand, a baked flavor of like guts or something. Oh, we'll have to go check that out. You know what I don't like, like at all. Like I really hate. I hate Pringles. Pringles, they're very. I forget I was listening to something, but it's like they're just like super processed and like it's like you're eating. It's like a mush after you chew it up. You know, it's not like an actual chip. It's yeah. like the most processed version of it. I've chip. never ever enjoyed. I also don't like Doritos either, but oh, I'm not a big I Dorito fan Dorito. either. Unless it's the spicy sweet chili Dorito. Oh yeah, those are good. I've had those too. My big thing with chips is like I don't know. I just love like like even Cheetos. Like I don't like when I think of Cheetos. I'm like oh I love Cheetos, but as soon as I start eating that shit, they are it's pretty done. Addictive. I just uh-huh. can't. I stop. prefer Goldfish. I feel like Goldfish Cheetos from or not Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, we just talked about. I meant Cheez Its. Oh, love I don't like Cheez Its either. I love Cheez Its. You don't like Cheez Its? Well, what, that no, would actually really be my crap. I mean, I don't choice. Dislike them, but they're really not my favorite. But I'm not a big fan of the cheese chips, like the Cheez Its or the Goldfish. Uh, goldfish are really good. Goldfish. I've always I always mean to like every year when the Lay's comes out with like those like special chips every year. I always mean to go get those, but then I never do. Yeah. Uh, some of those flavors like have seemed interesting. I had a uh, when I was on a road trip uh, driving down to Louisiana. They had these like weird flavors of chips. I got the <laughs> no like super weird flavors of chips. Okay, like, all at this one gas station, or it was like a subway gas station thing. And they, I guess there's like a three different flavors that are all from like different countries across the world. And I got the chicken tikka masala chip. That sounds amazing, right? Was it, it was good. Real, it tasted like chicken tikka masala. I love chicken tikka masala. It's my favorite food, hands it's down. Might so, be my favorite yeah. food as well. Yeah, so really it was good. very good. Although the one that the guy I was driving down with, shout out to Alzar. Uh, <laughs> the guy, shout out to Alzar. I was I was thinking about maybe I shouldn't shout out. Shout out to Alzar. Um, First shout he got out. Some, he got like a, a general Sows or something, and it was fucking gross. <laughs> so it's quite That's a, a bummer. I'm quite honestly kind of surprised the tikka masala one wasn't also gross. Maybe it's just because I like chicken tikka masala yeah, so much. you like I General Tso's chicken too, don't you? Yeah, but not like, guy not just like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading something about yeah. that. Um, Him and the Big Mac guy. R.I.P. The Big Mac guy? Oh, yeah. the guy who like ate a Big Mac every day? No, the guy who invented Big Mac. <laughs> oh, that's a different guy. Ronald McDonald didn't invent <laughs> the Big Mac. Dead. No, he, he didn't. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah. Great. So that's been our show today, guys. Thank you, everyone, who uh, listened to this. And uh, we'll be back sometime in the future. Hopefully, Maybe like six months from now. Hopefully not as long as this one took. Wait, no, no, no. Before we go, we're going to have to do a Kingdom Hearts podcast. Oh, it's over. Kingdom Hearts comes out in less than a month, the 2.8. We'll throw that out. First off, Rogue One comes out next week. Mm -hmm. So maybe even a little bit talk on that. And then two, Kingdom Hearts, one of the biggest cornerstones of our friendships, is 2.8. It's coming out at the end of January, so we will definitely hop on a pod to talk about that once we've all played that. So, so expect maybe a pod like in after we've said that, probably not forever, but hopefully <laughs> in early February or something like that. So, uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we have fun, guys. And don't hold your breath. We have fun. <laughs>